Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned into the AO podcast. This is episode number 41. My name is AO. The caffeine is poured in the cup. I feel amazing. It's Thursday. How are you? Alpha brains are kicking in too. My beard is growing. I love it. Check this out. Episode number 41. Today's guest, this week's guest, this podcast guest, goes by the name of Kay Vaughn, artist relations coordinator at one of my favorite websites, favorite apps, Genius, Genius.com. Check that app out. Kay Vaughn is originally from the UK, now makes his home over here in New York in the US. Really cool dude. He has a popular playlist. It's called Fresh Picks. He's an artist manager. He's a music producer. You can follow him at K-A-Y-V-A-N-M-D on Instagram, on Twitter. All of the links for everything he's doing on his uh, on his Instagram and his Twitter. So make sure you follow along with everything that he's doing. Real cool dude. Good guy. I enjoyed the conversation. Travis Mendez on the check-in as well. So check that out. That's what's coming up this episode. And once again, for those that haven't been following me on my Instagram and my Twitter, I'm at A.O. The King. I'm dropping two brand new songs next week. One by the name of Unscripted Love. The other one by the name of Million Dollars. You can pre-save both of those on Spotify. It's the same thing as a pre-order, but it's a pre-save. So when you're on Spotify, it'll automatically download as soon as it's available. All right? So once again, today's conversation is with Kayvon from Genius and two brand new songs next week. Let's go. Oh, shit. I guess we're doing a podcast. We're in the, in the blue room, Trav's room, kind of like an all-star cast here. I'll let everybody kind of live. I won't put anybody on blast. But So welcome back to the AO podcast. Yours truly, AO. I forget what I'm supposed to say here. It's been a minute since I've done the podcast, but got my man, Kayvon. You do a lot, sir. By the name of Kayvon. You do a lot. We were just in here talking about like you working on the machine as a producer. You work at at Genius. You are a manager, playlister. What like act, what don't you do that you are looking to actually start next? Like, what do you want to do that you're not doing right now? I would love to be able to dance a little bit better because I'm fucking horrible. At that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that maybe like ah, shit. If I could learn how to like take photos well, that'd be nice too. I think that's about it, though. <laughs> Photos and dancing. If you could do both at the same time, that's a that's a motherfucking lane, bro. <laughs> Maybe get back to writing. It's been a little bit. I used to I used to dabble as uh, writing uh, songs. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! So that's how I started. Actually, I was about to ask, like, which came first, and you started writing first. So I was, yeah, I was a rapper from like the age of like fourteen to like nineteen. Um, and honestly, that's what I thought I was gonna be doing really forever. And like, I kind of, I just had a really shitty team of people. Sorry to put you guys on blast, but. <laughs> Shouts to the shitty people. Um, and I just, you know, like I stepped back and was like, fuck it, like I want to learn how to do everything that they do. Yeah. Um, so I started interning at studios, learning how to produce. And then after that, you know, finished out school, graduated, worked at agents, worked as an agent's assistant mm-hmm. um, at CAA for like a year, then got into management and media. So <clears throat> it's been really, like a really, really weird path, but I think like. You know, if I could get back to making music one day and just, like, doing stuff for myself. And really just for fun, like, that'd be something I'd really enjoy. Right. Is, are, is any of your music, like, actually out? I don't want to keep that to myself. Uh, I'd say too much about that. I what? Don't want, uh, I don't want people going back and looking for it. Do you have a horrible <laughs> rap name? Uh, it wasn't. It was not a horrible rap name. It was just very relevant to where I grew up. And I grew up in the UK, so it was, yeah. it was Brit. Which your rap name was Brit. Yeah, but don't go look for it. All right, that's gonna be hard to find you. Like, it's a yeah, bunch it's of shit not, gonna come it's up. It's really not the best SEO name. It's not at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're on page eleven, bro. <laughs> it might. It may be not even on page eleven anymore. It's probably a little further than that at this point. That's crazy. So when did you start producing? Then? Uh, I started producing really around that time. Like I was like 19 years old. I had I had had a machine, um, but I haven't really like gotten too deep into it. And then it just got to a point where I was like, yo, I should probably just learn how to do this. So I started interning with this guy. Um, his name is Rioville. Shout out Rioville from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and honestly, like, I used to just go in the studio with him and just sit and watch him make beats. Like, he had the craziest process, too. Like, he would do, you know how people do, like, eight ball loops, 16 ball loops? Mm-hmm. He used to do 36 ball loops and just play, like, his drums all the way through and, like, play this crazy long loop. And then the song would be super fluid. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, I started watching him doing that and, and just picking things up from watching him create. Um, and then, really, I didn't, I don't think I was, I was really confident in my ability until this last year. Because the last year, like, being in New York and just, I've been learning from people that I work mm-hmm. with. Um, one of my homies, Stephen Knight, is, like, a 
crazy, crazy, like, producer. Never played an instrument in his life. Clicks everything in. It's yeah. the craziest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. But he taught me how to sample, and then this last year I've already just been working on, on getting better and finishing and just getting things to a point where it's, it's more complete. Dope. All right, so you mentioned, like, you're from England, and you moved out here from England. So let's go all the way back. When did what like what were you listening to in in the house or like what were your early what did you like what were your influences like uh, what music kind of hit you to make you want to go in the direction of being in music? So when I was when I was really small like before I, before I was like choosing my own music, uh, my parents listened to a lot. My dad is like a really really big like Motown fan, so like we'd be listening to a lot of Motown music and soul music when I was a kid. Um, he also like really weirdly loved country music, so there'd always be country music yeah. on. And then he's from the Middle East, so it was a lot of like Middle Eastern music. Um, so it's like really, really diverse. And then I started playing violin when I was maybe like six or seven years old. Oh. Um, so like classical music was a really, really big influence to, to begin with as well. Um, and then as I started to explore a little bit more, you know, my cousins introduced me to like 50 Cent, G Unit, Eminem, yeah. and then eventually Tupac, Biggie. So yeah. I, I really started on like gangster rap. Um, and then from there, kind of developed into like I really fucked with R. Kelly, less now that I know. Yeah, everything, ditto. <laughs> everything ditto, that same. I know. <laughs> but at the time, like R. Kelly was one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Favorite R. Kelly song? Oh, I wish, hands down. Mine is half on a baby. That's a good one. That's too. a good song. Yeah. The Zoo from one of his newer albums is also hilarious if you listen to it. Like I haven't heard it. He makes all these like animal sex noises throughout the whole song, and it's just it really is an experience. Like R. Kelly sex noises, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. It's it's worth a listen. It's worth a it's listen. Worth a All listen. right, um, but you know, even from that, like I think the first CD, one of the first CDs I ever bought for myself was actually Sean Paul's Dirty Rock, <laughs> and I still have it on CD to this day, and yeah. the Trinity soon after that yeah, as yeah. well. Um, so yeah, it's I like I really love all music. Like I think at the end of the day, for me, it's always been about how good it is, and if it's great, right, and it makes me feel something, right, right, right. Like that—that's what really like draws me, yeah. draws me to music. Uh, so, like, what gives you like the actual feeling? Is it more so the message, the topic? Like, you work at Genius, and it's all about annotation and breaking down lyrics. So, like, what for you actually hits you the hardest about a song? You know what's crazy? Like, so my girlfriend is a songwriter, and for her, it's always about the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what the rest of the song is. Like, if right. the lyrics aren't good, she's not gonna fuck. Right, right, right. For me, it's it's really more about the entire thing. Like. Because I play classical music, like I find it easy to be moved by instrumental music, right. and like the actual, the actual music itself can do it for me. You know? can like, speak I can, just yeah, as like loud, can, if not louder, than the words. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and so for me, it's really weird. Like I, I don't think there's a specific thing that makes me feel something, but I know when I hear something that I really love, like I get chills. Yeah, like really, like that, like the hairs on my arms. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, yo, this shit is fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so I think it's honestly like really just even a gut feeling for me. I don't think there's a specific thing that I could say that makes me really love yeah. the song. If you were to pick the violin up right now, like how nice are you? Could you play it right now? Oh man. If you put sheet music in front of me, yeah. I'd probably struggle a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it was the last time you played. I picked it up when I was in Nashville again and was just like improvising. Um, cause I, that, that honestly is the easiest thing for me. Like I play everything work. by air anyway. Work, work, work. Um, I've kind of forgotten how to read sheet music. It's just been a long time. Yeah. Um, but with with playing by ear, like I find it really easy. So I could I probably pick it up. Like if you played something, and I just had something to kind of go off. Like if there was a back track on here, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd pick feel it up. Pretty confident. You um, heard that track? I was gonna say, no tent, no tent, me. No. Yeah. I don't have it with me. You as soon as we, can... you guys provide me a violin, <laughs> and I will play it for it you. It can go down. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's on the next release. Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> Shit, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you, how did you, how did you actually get into CAA? Like, what was that? Again, man, my, my career has been, like, low-key, very serendipitous. Right. Um, so I I grew up in this place called Peterborough, England. Mm -hmm. um, not many people leave that city. Whereabout is that? So it's in the southeast, so, well, East Midlands, mm -hmm. um, in Cambridgeshire, which is our county, and then it's, like, 45 minutes north of Cambridge. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, like, it's a, it's a small city. It's really only a city because we have a cathedral. Um, <laughs> but it's, like, it's not... <laughs> Well, Yo, no, that's like the technical. Is that, is that what makes a city a city? Yeah, technically, yes. If there is a cathedral, it is a city. That are you like? That's the rule. Dead that's ass. Rule? That dead ass. That is the rule. If there is a cathedral, it's a city. I mean, if I'm wrong, shit. Like, sorry, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> oh throughout my, my life that is something that I've heard multiple times. Is like, if there's a cathedral, if there's a cathedral, it's, it's technically a city. A city. 
What? Fuck. I mean, we might need to research who it. Made, I, I was now who made I feel less confident. We have now. to do the Googles. <laughs> Yo, like, because I feel like that's some old bullshit that somebody made up in like the middle ages or something. oh yeah like yeah. yo whoever could afford to put a cathedral here right. we're gonna call ourselves it's a city. definitely some like middle ages for sure. Shit, it for is, sure. right? yeah i'm like that don't sound right um but anyway like yeah that <laughs> it's not like a particularly great you know place to grow up i i didn't realize until i left how shitty it is yeah. now like you know when i tell people where i'm from in england i either get one of two reactions it's either laughter or an apology. <laughs> so Sorry to hear, sir. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, for me, like, I don't really care that much. I thought it was fine. But of those, of the people that left, there's only three of us who really like went away and did anything. With me, I got really lucky because we moved to the U.S. So it opened, you know, opened a lot of doors mm-hmm. and created a lot of opportunities that a lot of other kids didn't have. Um, but one of my really, really, really good friends I grew up with, his older brother was in this uh, boy band called JLS. And they came second in the X Factor. That sounds uh, familiar. And then no, ended right. up, yeah, they ended up being like a huge fucking boy band. But his his half brother is like one of my best friends. Like we grew up together, wow. like spent all our time together. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And he actually started working at CAA um, during during the time his his brother was doing everything. And that's not to discredit him at all. You know, like in his work, like for sure, he, for sure, yeah. he works his ass off, and like it's awesome. Like he manages now, and it's been really cool to watch his yeah. progression in the music yeah. industry as well. Um, but he actually, he really helped me get that first job. Like, I went in, my roommate at the time had told me about this informational meeting they were doing at CAA. So I went, um, I'd already graduated. I was working at the North Face at the time. Like, literally just slinging North Face apparel. Yeah, yeah. Um, working Got a these coats. Job. That's fire. And uh, I went in for this informational meeting, and I took my resume. Uh, my friend worked in that London office, so I just mentioned his name. I was like, yeah, like that's like one of my childhood friends. Yeah, that's my know? guy, yeah. Um, and he ended up like being my referral and I took, I actually took a front desk job first. So mm-hmm. I, I like you went, went in, in the there. building. Yeah. Like yeah. literally that was, that was my, that was my goal. I was just like, yo, let me get a foot in the door. Right. It doesn't fucking matter what I do. Like right. I work my way up. That's fine. Um, so I started on front desk. I was only on front desk for like two months. So I just like, I did as much extra shit as I could do mm-hmm. all the time. Like I literally like did the fucking dishes in the kitchen yeah. and like cleaned the conference table and set up the conference rooms and do whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, did the shitty jobs. The other assistants didn't want to do mm-hmm. so I could get assistant experience. Yeah. Um, and then eventually my HR rep came out and she was like, we have, we have a desk that's open and it was for this guy, Matthew Morgan. He does like, or at the time he did like a, Zach Brown band and like a couple of the like really big rock acts for CAA in the Nashville office and I was like fuck yeah let me uh let me interview for it sure and so I did my interview I ended up not getting that desk mm-hmm. specifically um the kid whose desk that I ended up taking over from ended up on Matthew Morgan's desk and I ended up with this guy Brad Bissell who is a phenomenal agent yeah. um but easily one of the hardest people to work for in that office yeah well, I saw- um He's just a tough agent, yeah. you know. Like he he wants things done in a very particular way. Older dude, um, a little bit, yeah, a little bit older. But he just, you know, he has, he knows what his uh, formula is to get everything done. And he's not he going to veer too far. Yeah, from yeah, that. yeah, not at all. Like gotcha. he's 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 going to stick to his ways. And he's a honestly like he's a crazy good agent. Yeah. Like he booked probably more than anybody else in that office in every year that he's yeah, <laughs> every yeah. year that he's been there. Yeah, yeah. To, be, to be real. Um, and so I, I, I took it, and everyone told me it was going to be a challenge, and I knew it was going to be a challenge. Like, one of his previous assistants had literally gotten a stomach ulcer from working on his desk, um, and ended up in the hospital. So like, yo, that like, reminds what? me. That yeah, reminds me. Like, no shit. Have like, you seen uh, Entourage? Yeah, it's, it was it's, really like working, working for Ari. Yeah. yeah, no, like <laughs> truly, like I was Lloyd. Holy like, shit! Like I know what it's like to be Lloyd. Um, <laughs> so like Ron Lloyd, like this. Yeah, gentleman. bro, it was it was tough, man. Yeah. I, like. You do a lot of the work. So the offer comes in, and then from the offer coming in, it's really up to you as the assistant to figure out all the deal points, negotiate the contract, mm-hmm. and make sure everything gets done, like make sure we get deposits in, make sure you chase. You really deal with the buyer like a lot. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of really great experience. You know, like we were doing pretty high value shows because it was everything on the West Coast um, for casinos, amphitheaters, theaters, arenas, and performing arts centers. Um, and then we did a couple of festivals and I think I said casinos already, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, so it was like, it was really like high value shows. It was a really high intensity desk. Like there was just a lot of work to be done. And to be honest with you, I was miserable. Like I hated it the whole time I was there, but it was because I, I knew I didn't want to be a booking agent. And right. I figured that out pretty early on. Um, it's just not a very creative job. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like the most creative you can really get is figuring out routing. And that's not 
it's not much yeah, 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 yeah. it's not a particularly yeah, yeah, yeah. creative thing yeah um so for me that plus the fact it was country music like i just i you know i felt like it wasn't the right fit while i was there i'd already started managing and then also working at good music all day which is the blog i was at before i worked right. at genius right um so i just kind of decided like fuck it like I'm doing more on my own. Like, let me get out and just figure out my own way. So, I mean, like, the overall experience, at least you, you knew that you didn't want to continue there, but, like, what were, like, maybe some takeaways, or, like, some major lessons that you learned or just rules that you still apply from that experience to what you're doing now? I mean, it definitely helped me with scheduling and yeah. just and keeping things organized. Like, that was, that was like, one of the biggest parts of my job because, like, I had to keep my agent's call sheet. Mm-hmm. I had to organize his emails. I had to organize his, like, physical inbox in his office and, like, all of his contracts and stuff. So organization and just like understanding the importance of detail and covering i mean really covering your ass at every outset you know just making sure that every every potential issue is addressed from the beginning um and that's really helped me in my job now especially you know because i I handle a lot of booking interviews yeah um so it's it's really helped me just make sure that we can get things streamlined and make things happen a little bit quicker yeah um so it was honestly i took a lot from it like i it taught me a lot about how to deal with people talking down to you, honestly. Like, I, I dealt with a lot of that when I was at my job. Sure. And it was just, you know, you got to kind of just brush it off. You know, it's not really, you can't, you can't yell yeah, back like, at your boss. Yeah, 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 right? You, um, like, you kind of know what you have to do and you just kind of eat. Yeah, and, and to be honest, like, knowing that I could do that makes me feel a lot more confident right. in being able to handle a lot, yeah. a lot more situations. Um, yeah, man, I, it was a really great experience, honestly. Like, people asked me if I would do it again, and, like, as much as as much as much I hated it and as miserable as I was in that job, I would definitely do it again for the experience. Yeah, you got value from it. Yeah. For sure. So you were managing, like, while you were on the way out. Yeah, actually, probably not even really on the way out. Like, I started <laughs> probably a little bit too early into me being yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I was Week maybe, two. like, <laughs> nah, I was probably, like, four or five months into being an assistant at the time. And I had just started working for Good Music all day, right. um, so I was I was running their A and R department. I say it loosely. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't, yeah, yeah. It's not a real A and R job, right. but it was finding artists and then connecting them with people that could help them. Right. And the first artist I started managing was actually one of the first artists that I posted in my segment too. Um, and it was, I don't know, man. It was just something I saw something really early on in him that just, you know, I listen to a lot of music and I, I see a lot of artists, and with him, I just tell. You know what I mean? This. A lot of my career has been me just trusting my gut and kind of taking the risk and hoping it, it pans out. That's all any of us are fucking doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like all you can do, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the best way to make a decision, I think. For sure. Um, so with me, like, it really, you know, I had conversations with my girl about it too. Like, yo, like, how would you feel if I start managing someone? Because it's going to be a lot of work. Like, it's going to be difficult. I'm going to sacrifice a lot to do it. Like, it's going to be, it's not an easy fucking thing to do. Right. And especially, like, it was early as fuck too. Like, it was his first single it probably only did like 2000 streams on on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like crazy numbers or anything, yeah. but like I was on his Instagram, I was looking at his videos, I was looking at his pictures and I was just like, yo, like this kid looks There's like something a star. here. Yeah, yeah. Like he looks like a star and he carries himself like a star and he sounds like a star already. Mm-hmm. Um and for that to be the first fucking single on a kid who really like he's at this point now only been rapping for like two and a half, three years. Like, he'd only been doing it for, like, six or seven months at that point. Jeez. And, like, it just, like, I don't know. Something something spoke to me. And that's kind of been the way I've made the decision with, with all the artists I work with, too, is just, like, if it feels right and it feels like I can do something, mm-hmm. I should do it. Like, the kid that I just started working with, it was really, like, a... What's his name? His name's Jay Weil. Uh-huh. And it, like, literally, like, I've, I've known him now for maybe two months. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just, like, I put him in my playlist. And as soon as I put him in my playlist, I just couldn't stop listening to him. And I, like literally days, I had days of just listening to him on repeat, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, if I don't do something, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, like, yeah, if, yeah, I, yeah. if I just like don't say something or don't reach out to him, like I'm stupid. Um, and even with like everything that's going on, like I'm busy as fuck, and I was worried that it was gonna be like, like way taking too on much. too much. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it's been fine, you know. Like he, he, I have a co-manager with him as well. His name's uh, Josh Bam, and he's a he's just a kid from nashville Mm -hmm. who goes to belmont which Mm -hmm. is the same school i went to but he's like a sophomore in college and to be honest with you i'm investing in both of them because i see a lot of potential in them both um so it's been cool to have some help on that front too because like with the with the other two artists that i manage zach fluids and ashoka i do all of it myself so like (laughs) this is already good to have like an extra hand yeah yeah like it makes things a little bit easier because i can focus on the bigger picture and less about day-to-day stuff so like the three artists let's go down like real quick like what stands out about like each of them that maybe will catch somebody else's eye that they're not familiar. Yeah, so Ashoka, 
Man, I mean, he can just, first off, he can just rap his ass off. Like, you, I keep telling him this. Like, if we just put him on a beat and let the beat go, he would just rap forever. Right. I don't think he would ever stop. Yeah, yeah. He would never stop rapping. He would just keep going. Um, but with him, like, it's just, man, he's just got a star quality. You know what I mean? Like, he, he looks great on camera. He carries himself really, really well. Like, he can explain himself eloquently. Like, he's intelligent. Mm-hmm. It's it's not one of those things where he's just, like, making music to be cool. He's, he's trying to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so with him, like, that... That's honestly been one of the things that's always stood out to me is just his how how diverse he is of an artist, and he honestly just keeps surprising me with things too. Like he sent me a song recently where he's like singing, singing, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" You didn't know you did. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> um, so that with him, that's that's where he really stands out to me. With Zach, Zach is crazy, man. Like Zach's been making music since he was twelve years old, easily, and doing it all himself. And he taught himself how to do everything. He mixes his own shit. He produces his own beats. He films his own videos. Like, he makes his own album artwork. It's just, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, you know, I think there's still development to be done and there's still things that we can tighten up, but the raw talent is there. Right. And and the drive and the hunger to be, like, great is yeah. there. That's the most important thing to me. Right. Yeah. And, like, and like with him, like, it's, you know, he's he's just, like, I see a lot of myself in him. Mm-hmm. Because it, I work ethic-wise. Yeah, work ethic-wise, but also just the desire to be doing everything yourself. Yeah. Because, because you have a vision and you know what you want from you it. You know that you can execute it better than, like, somebody else. Literally. So, yeah. like, with him, like, you know, that that's always been the thing that stood out to me is just the, the ability to to learn and, and get better so fucking quickly. Yeah. Like, he's just gotten so good. As an engineer, really, in the last year, um, it's been amazing because, like, I, he came out of Nashville one time and we had him going with engineers and like he fucking hated working with other, yeah, other yeah. engineers because they just couldn't get the mix that he wanted. Yeah. And so I was like, look, like if, if it's that's completely the case, different to your process too, and you're used yeah. to like doing and you have somebody else, no, do it this way or whatever. Like that just doesn't work. No, nah, and I was like, look, like if this is how it's gonna be, just teach, learn how to do it yourself. Yeah. Because if you yeah. know exactly what you want, it's gonna it's gonna turn out. It's gonna work. If you yeah. Do it yourself. Yep. Um, and then with Jay, honestly, his voice and his songwriting, like shit. I, the biggest thing we're always gonna get, or at least on the on the first project he put out, is that he sounds like Frank Ocean. Okay. That's because he he takes inspiration from Frank Ocean, okay. and this is his first project, so like, he's very self aware of that fact. And even now, in the stuff that he's working on, he's already moving away from that. And you know, it's his second project, so yeah. you know, again, kind of the the ability to. It's like learning, he's developing his sound a little bit more now. Yeah, and yeah. like even just the self realization of yeah. like, yo, this is what I sound like. This is what I draw influence from. Right this is how I can move away from it. Like, you know, it's very mature in an artist. There's a lot of artists that can't even Never see get that. that. I'm sure, for um, sure. So with him, it's just like, you know, this is just a crazy amount of talent in this kid. And he's just really humble and like, just, just a good person. You yeah. know what I mean? So I just, I felt compelled to try and help regardless of whether or not I was on his management. Like I told him that I was like, if you don't want me to be a part of it, like mm-hmm. that's cool. I'm going to help fine. him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I just fuck um, with your shit. So that's, that's been really cool, man. Honestly, like I love management. It's a challenge every day and it's, it's really tight, like, I don't know, it feels almost like, especially with Ashoka, you know, like, he signed he signed a deal, I'm not going to say who with, because mm-hmm. we haven't announced it yet, yeah, but yeah. he signed a deal a couple, maybe like five, six months ago, and, you know, that advance is, is kind of changed his life, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to work a shitty part-time job anymore, like, yeah. he's, he's paying off his student loans with it, like, it's like, it's really tight to, to have that and be able to say, like, yo, like, we to literally change somebody's life yeah you know what i yeah. mean like it's and it's not even like i don't even need recognition for it it's just something that's nice to know like to look back on and be like yo like we've already done something together and we've sure. already like helped change change your life like yeah. as, a, as, a, yeah. as a team as a human being yeah. like yeah that's dope so anyway. where can uh everybody like find those three artists their instagram oh man um let's see if i can remember all of them yeah, yeah. uh shokas is at ashoka.kdm um, Zach Fluids is just Z A C F L E W I D S, and then Jay Wiles is, I think he's got an underscore in there. I gotta check. Yeah, it's J A Y W I L E underscore. Gotcha. Yeah, and then Ashoka's is A S H O K A dot K D M. Dope. Yeah, check those out, folks. All right, so Genius, I know you from Genius. How long have you been a Genius? I've been a Genius for just over a year. I hit my year mark on March thirteenth. Congrats. That's pretty tight. Congrats. That was just like a couple uh, couple moons ago. Yeah, Congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you. How's that overall experience been? It's First been of amazing. all, what do you what do you do at Genius? Yeah, so um I work with Rob Markman in the artist relations department. Mm-hmm. So currently it's just me and him. Uh we handle booking, 
pitching and doing really all of the interviews. So for him, he does he does everything, but also on camera stuff. For me, I do deconstructed, verified, and framework. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, like I don't do any of the on camera stuff because I have literally no experience. Like I had never interviewed anyone before I started this job. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I wouldn't know if someone put me on camera. <laughs> <laughs> if someone put me on camera, look like yeah. literally look like a fish out of water. Yeah. Like, everyone would be like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" Yeah, yeah. Um, I did one. I did one thing. I did an on on camera news thing one time, and the comments were just scathing. Really, it was hilarious. Um, there was one dude who literally commented. He was like, "This dude looks like he wants to kill himself." And wow. I was just like, "Fuck, wow. man, really?" Like I looked that bad. Yo, how brutal um, are the comments? To be fair, I was very serious. Like I had a very serious face on. And, was it nerves? Were you nervous because you knew that it was like your I, first on camera thing? They said news. I thought news is serious. News is serious. I should <laughs> probably be serious, right? <laughs> Turns out I did not need to be serious at all. And now the thing that everyone loves about a new news anchor is just how much personality he has. So <laughs> maybe maybe if I just lightened up yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. not taking it so seriously. A fucking smirk would have helped you out oh, there. Fuck man, yeah, I kind of <laughs> fucked myself on that one. They never put me on camera again after that. <laughs> so I think I, I might have not done a great job. <laughs> Um, we're gonna go in a different direction yeah but no nah, man it's it's <laughs> it's a lot of stuff it's like really everything that's externally facing so dealing with artists labels managers publicists mm. uh, me and rob handle any any kind of incoming queries from all of those people too um and then just also like general artist meetings like i, I have a lot of artists come in just so i can sit and talk to them and get to know them right. hear their music see what they've got going on and and just kind of get an early read on things like for me again that that is kind of my passion yeah. is finding stuff early and yeah. and figuring out how we can build with an artist and continue to work together. Um, so, yeah. Is there anybody that you've talked to recently like really stood out? Like you were saying, like talking to somebody early that might not be on like the general population's radar that you've, that you've uh, recently discovered or really, really found a liking to? Damn. Um, right now, the one that comes to mind is Lolo's Why. I don't know if I'm saying her last name right, but she came in yesterday and like she just works with this, she works with this producer, Stelios, who's amazing and they just like they work together they write together they produce everything together and she sings in english and french mm. and it's all like really like old school like where's she from vibes i think she's f- san francisco i think she said mm-hmm. um but the shit is really tight honestly so her um there was this kid lil west who came in who's fucking awesome honestly so he's being managed by uh, Rose Lila from Hot New Hip Hop and then mm-hmm. also the, the owner of Hot New Hip Hop as well and he came by and played music and it was just like I never heard anything like that in my life Dope. like it's like I don't even know how to describe it man it's like if if like Denzel Curry Ultimate met Travis Scott and you just like mashed them together and came out with this like crazy like yeah. super I don't know it's like really hype but then like he has other songs that are like a completely different vibe altogether. I was just really impressed. Like he was really diverse and he had a really amazing voice. Like I'm trying to think of some more, man. Like Ombre Perkins, super impressed. She's some amazing music on the way. Mm. Um Taylor Parks. If you guys know who Taylor Parks is, Taylor Parks is definitely someone you should look up. Um so she's written on like a bunch of shit in the last year and she's just like a really talented writer. But her like her own music that's about to start coming out is just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, she just put out a song with Khalid, I think, like last week or two weeks ago, and it's just—I mean, it's just fire. But she's a really amazing writer too, so like she's kind of been around. Yeah. I think is there a video for it? I don't know if there's a video for it yet. Oh, let me say, if so, I think I know who you're talking about. You might be thinking Normani. Maybe. Which Norma- is yeah, she's dope. yeah. Norm- she Taylor actually wrote that song with Normani and Khalid. Oh, um, well, that counts. Yeah, so it like, technically is kind that's of... That's her song. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah that's how that works. Um, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I meet a lot of artists, and I really, really... It's rare that I'll take one that I don't... Right. You know, like, I haven't listened to the music first and don't at least somewhat appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, or or, or want to hear more, you know, like, I think... Yeah, I, I, I just like meeting with artists, to be honest yeah. with you. Like, it's really nice to just have that have that moment where we get to know each other and can kind of turn off like I, I don't have to pitch them things they don't have to pitch me things yeah, yeah. Can just, it's like, like beyond the industry shit it's yeah, just like yeah. getting to know another human being yeah yeah. producers honestly like I, we had Chef Pasquale come in and I really fuck with him like he's great we just really vibed like we were just like yeah. you know we sat and talked like 
play beats back and forth to each other. Like he's just a really, really cool guy. Dope. Day to day, like what's what's the average day for you at Genius? A fuckload of emails, like a really, really huge. How much do you hate emails? emails, man? I really don't hate them that much. It's just like really tedious. I've, yeah. It's gotten to a point. Last year, when I first started, it was easy for me because not that many people had my email address yet. Um, so it'd be like, you know, I'd, I'd have my emails down to like maybe four or five in my inbox at the end of the day, which is Fuck. wonderful. Now, I don't know what the bottom of my inbox uh, looks bro, like. Bro, I can't get, I can't get past seventy. Like yeah. I can't get oh below my seventy in my inbox. It's and nasty. It's like, all that shit is like stuff I have to do too. <laughs> so I gotta slowly crawl my way through on top of trying to get pitches out and then prepping got, for interviews and taking calls and stuff. I got a random question. Yeah. Oh, shit, what? I got a random question. Um. Sorry, this is fucked up my own thing. I'm fucking no, good. Um, when you're going through it, like, have you started seeing emails where, like, it, you're starting to see the same, like, hey, Kayvon, this is blah, 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 and it's, like, the same rhetoric over and over and over again? Yeah. D- does that, like, kind of turn you away from looking at it, or is it just, like, fuck it, I gotta go through it? Uh, it depends who it is. I think, like, there are publicists that I know to just not even open the emails. Mm. For sure. Like, oh, that's there, a fact. There are certain publicists that just go straight into a folder. That's a fact. Um, and there are certain press releases that I know aren't even like they're not even slightly personalized. Like they're not even they're not even they don't even try. For, yeah, it's not even yeah. a pitch for anything. It's yeah, just yeah. like they release this, and yeah. like those usually just get filed away too because it's like not the ones I have to pay attention to. Right. Um, obviously, if it's like something that catches my eye, I'll just like pop in, look at it, make a note for myself, and like. If I have to go back and revisit something, like if it's an artist that like I would want to book, mm-hmm. and like there's some sort of notice, is like they've got a show in this place, or you know they're releasing this. Like generally, I'll just make a note of it and then hit who I need to hit because for the most part, that's going to be coming from like an independent, mm-hmm. an independent publicist who doesn't necessarily have the most sway with the artist. So like for me, like we deal with labels a lot, um, just because it's it's pretty easy to get things set up through labels. We deal with independent publicists a lot too. Um, it's really just like whoever we can work with to get done what we need to get done. But for me, I tend to prefer to hit up management directly just because it's, it is the easiest way to get things done. You know what I mean? Like it's the most mm-hmm. seamless yeah, yeah. thing at the same time though. Like, yeah, we have to, we have to be careful with our relationships and not, you like, I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes. So if it's like, right. if it's a situation where I know the label rep already and like we've worked together, like I'm probably just going to hit them and be like, yo, like I'm trying to get this done. Uh, I might put the manager on copy if I have their email as well, just so everyone's aware of it, just so everyone's in the loop. Right, right, right. Um, but it's really case by case. But there are definitely emails that I get where I'm like, nah, I'm not reading this. <laughs> I, <got you. laughs> okay. I just need to know for myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think, like, the best advice is, like, personalized emails and messages. Are, for like, sure. To be honest with you, the best. Like, I... People forget that there's another person that's yeah. going to read this email. No, like, no, for talk sure. to that person. So, so not... Um... Not mentioning any one, any specific people or downplaying them. Is there one uh, person or publicist that you're like, man, I love this person? Or can you say, or can you not say that? I don't want to play favorites. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to okay. play all favorites. Right, all right, all right, all right, all right. That being said, yeah, there are a couple publicists I really fuck with, and they yeah. know, they know who they are. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to them. Then, you yeah. Shout out See, to man, them. This is why I can't ask the questions because I'm gonna, I'm gonna start <laughs> getting people in trouble. I'm gonna start saying some wild shit. You're not gonna catch me, bro. I do. I interview people <laughs> all the K-Mon time. Season. He's uh, not gonna get a fall for that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to do my best not to get people to incriminate themselves. Yeah. Like, sometimes oh, I'll ask I questions mean, and artists will be like, "I can't answer that," and I'm like, "I know." But uh, I was just trying. Just, I just to see, try see where it go. I asked somebody what it was like. I was like, I asked an artist. I was like, "What does it feel like to pop a bean?" And he was like, "I can't talk about that. Oh. I can't. I can't describe to you what it feels like to pop a bean." And yes, I was like, you can. What does it mean? Right. To Take pop Molly. a Zan. Oh, is it Zan? Is it Molly? Oh, whatever pill. Some is... sort of pill. All of that. Oh, fuck. Some shit. sort of pill. The pill that looks like a bean. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm so. We need to clown for being out of touch for not knowing what a bean is. Yo, I, I swear, like, I'll be feeling like the old dude at the club nowadays, man, because I just, I just don't pay I attention to it. Yo, I just. Straight I, up. I don't feel like. I, there's nothing appealing about pills to me. Like, Either. there's nothing at all. appealing about at a all. chemically made thing from someone I don't know. The fucking know. pills, the, the fucking. I don't even really want to eat processed food. Like, I'm not trying to I'm trying to stick the fucking kale and shit. I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with that shit, man. But I, I, but I respect, I respect. Okay. I don't, I don't respect it. I mean, you know, to each his own. To each his own. I guess. Yeah, it's not my thing. It's not mine. You I know. Smoke a lot of weed, bro. 
I'm not mad. I'm not mad if that's what you want to do, but you should understand the dangers of it. That's the thing. Don't do I drugs, like, kids. Yeah, it's like yeah. I don't think I don't think people talk about the dangers of it enough. You know what I think it is? I think that there's a oversaturation of people in the past that talked about it, and naturally, when you have people against something, you're gonna have a, a, a generation, yeah, that's gonna rebel. Yeah. And I feel like this generation is rebelling against something that they don't understand yet. Yeah, this yeah. generation needs to take a look at all the people's lives who have been ruined by prescription right. pill or, addiction. Or any type of addiction, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, like there's, there's a lot of other things that, like... Yeah, there's know. moderation for everything, and then there's over-fucking-kill. Yeah, and a sure. lot of this stuff, like, we were talking before, like, these kids are pale, and yeah. their eyes don't look... They're fucking yellow and whatever, like... But it's like, let's put it this way: taking Zans good. every day is not unless good. Unless you have a prescription, it's probably it's pretty not fucking the move. bad, man. You, Even if you have a prescription, it's probably not the move. Yeah. Do you feel? And this is like a random question. I'm sorry, I don't want to like interject. I don't give a fuck, bro. Okay, okay. Right, cool. All right. Um, do you feel that it's mainly a gimmick? Do you feel like most of these kids, like the same way, <laughs> like 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 a future would talk about? popping pills but he doesn't actually do them do you feel like a lot of these kids now are riding a wave or a lot of these kids are really just about that life and they just uh-huh. experiencing and to kind of kind of piggyback on that like it's also even the other way like a lot of it, it's very trendy to be positive also right you know what i'm saying right. so like oh yeah it's, the people fake positivity that you know? shit bugs yeah. me it's nasty that shit it's very see-through People probably say I'm too negative, but that shit bothers me. Like, it's not. There's no such thing as that. You know how many people do some wild shit all the time and say some fuck shit, like <laughs> on a regular For basis, fact. and then everybody's just like clicking and loving that yeah, shit. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. believe in that shit. If you want, you say what's on your mind. Yo. What I will say is, there's a lot of dick writing that happens. Oh, For fact. Oh yes. And speak I, on it, sir. Yes, speak on it. I mean, shit. it just is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I think social media has a part to play in it, but it was that way before. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think people have always. People always write for the people that they fuck with and the people that they love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if their music speaks to you. Like, I get it. Like, I understand why you would defend them and right, stick right, up right. for them. That being said, I think there is some shit that's happened and some people who are writing for some people who shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't yeah. be supported. Like, people are doing some fucked up shit and getting away with it. Yeah. Also, though, historically, people have also still done fucked up shit in hip-hop and gotten away with it and still been revered for their talent. So, I guess in some ways, yeah, like, it's... Yes and no, but I think that, like, not saying that there needs to be morals, because who's really setting a bar for morals yeah. or anything, but there's just certain things that, like, there's a limit on shit. It's one thing to be a product of your environment, you know what I'm saying? Like, back, right. in, like, back in the days with the, with the G's and the gangsters and stuff like that, like, a lot of them lived that life because they were, they didn't have a choice yeah. but to live that life. Like, you have a choice if you want to pop a pill. You know what I mean? You don't have to like you're no, not. No, for sure. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like there are people that are doing worse things that I feel like there's a limit on this. Like anything that has to do with like assault, yeah, anything that has yeah, to do with like yeah, 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 yeah person, exactly. Like what, especially a woman or, or or you know, vice versa, like a woman with a man, or whatever. Anything that's like with physical harm to somebody that you're intentionally doing with no purpose and it has nothing to do with like respect or loyalty. It's just you being a dick. You don't deserve anything in my opinion like i don't give a fuck how talented you are yeah, yeah and i'm these, not saying no names i'm not saying names either saying, but the assault it's shit plentiful is, the assault shit's fucked up it's, like, pl- yeah. it's, it's out here you don't like you, you can't be out here assaulting people nasty and you gotta think like yo like you must not love women or you must not love your mother you must not love yourself if you feel like you have to react that way. No, think about, to, like, right, you right. have a kid, a daughter, or something. They're going to look this shit up one day. Right. Like, that's who fucking raised me? Like, right. what? Exactly. To be fair, though, abuse begets more abu- more abuse. Oh, like, yeah, it's, sure. Like, no, it's a sure. cycle. Like, for it's a sure. cycle sure. of abuse. It's not coming from no way, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah. That aggression and that anger usually comes from some sort of traumatic thing in the past that, that causes you to think of things in a way that isn't necessarily the the right way of thinking about mm-hmm. it. So, like, right. that is one thing you have to take into account, that, too, that is, is, like, true. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, a lot of times, abusers are just people who have been abused who don't know a different way. Right. So, in a sense, yeah, like, it, you know, you kind of have to take it with a pinch of salt. It's fucked up, honestly. Like, all around, it's fucked no, up. No, no, like, but you, you actually bring up a valuable point because, like, I feel like a lot of the talk is never about... It's not about it's not there. yeah it's not doing the yeah. homework on somebody and like no, what sure. made them make right. that decision or why they are the way they are. It's just like the result. You only know what you see. And also to be fair, like in general, people are just not going to do any research on that. They just know what the headline is. Well, headline readers. Everybody's for the most part a headline reader, and that just is what it is. Right. The other aspect you have to think about too is like abusers. I mean, people who have been abused generally aren't 
open to talking about the abuse. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's a traumatic experience. Like, who wants to talk about abuse? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's... Mm-hmm. So, in a way, like, it, it's tough because, like, if you... if Especially in hip-hop and especially with males. Be tough. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you have to have that facade of, like, no, like, I don't feel things. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. fuck that. Like, I just brush it off mm-hmm. and I, like, man up and that's it. But you, you know, know what I mean? But like, you know what's funny, though? So, you say that, but, I, I, like, Vic Mensa, I saw a commercial a few days ago where he was talking about therapy, right? And mm-hmm. how therapy helped him to kind of figure out a lot of those emotional issues that he was having and why he can and how he can work through it and obviously not everybody can not only afford therapy but would want to go to therapy but do you feel like do you feel like there's some there needs to be some type of alternative especially in hip-hop in the in, in our community where like there needs to be some type of like therapist or some type of counseling or some type of something to help kind of guide misguided youth i mean I think there needs to be more of a conversation. You know what I mean? I think there needs to be more of an open dialogue about how people really feel. Because like, this is the thing. Like, being being a musician and being an artist is an incredibly difficult thing to do. It's really trying. There's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of disappointment. And honestly, the disappointment is, is almost the worst part. Like, that's the right. shit that really gets you down, right? So, like, a lot of people, and especially if you're not in a creative community, it's really easy to feel so fucking alone. Because there's just no one around you who understands, like... Songwriters, creatives, musicians feel things in a completely different way than other people do. We feel things way more intensely, and we just, you know, th- everything matters more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, it's it's tough, because, like, I understand what it's like. Like, when I was in North Carolina, like, I didn't have any musical people around me. So it was, like, really tough to talk to people about how I felt about things. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, how I felt about music or, or why I was trying to do that. Even now when I go home, like, it's difficult. Like, my friends don't necessarily get it, because yeah. it's not what they do. Right. So, like, for people outside of communities like this, where you have a lot of creative people around and, and there is people to talk to, I think there needs to be just awareness that they're not alone in feeling like that. You know right. what I mean? Because I think that's what it is at the end of the day, too, is, like, you feel alone because you don't have anyone to talk to. But if you knew that there were people to talk to and you knew that other people felt the same way you did, you probably wouldn't feel as alone. And especially seeing people kind of, like, you know, in positions where, where people look up to them kind of speak out and be like, yo, like, I, I suffer with these things and I struggle with these things. It helps. It helps, you know, because, mm-hmm. it, like, there are kids who look up to these people and think, like, yo, if, if if it's okay and, like, they can get through this and make something like that happen, like, you know, I can do that too. And that, speaking about the conversation thing, I think that's where it needs to start. I think it, the weird part is nobody wants to talk about abuse, right, but somebody has to talk about it. Somebody has to be the person, at least to be the forerunner in it. You know, yeah. it doesn't, like... <clears throat> it, it, I, I can guarantee you, Kendrick talks about all these things every time he releases a new album. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then the topic of conversation comes up in very small circles. But if there was more of a defining thing, like if Drake came out and was like, "Yeah, I'd be depressed a lot," like, and he spent like time talking about how ways he went through it, maybe that might influence other people to be like, you know what? Maybe I should do therapy. Like Jay Z is talking about therapy now, but he's in a different age range than the kids that are listening to like the rappers now so they're not gonna pay attention and be like yo maybe i need maybe, to go to therapy yeah maybe no, this, sure. you know yeah. jay-z saying this they're looking they're already saying jay-z's old as fuck now you know what i'm saying so like you need people that are like if i don't want to mention other names but like if other people came out and was like you know what i realize i have a problem mm-hmm. i think like we should do i think i want to try one of one of the other things you could help a lot of people yeah and it's weird because really acknowledging the problem is like the first step and in, in getting yeah. past it too right mm-hmm. so like in theory, that should be that should be the first thing we do is acknowledge the problem, and hopefully, people will talk about it. Like, and then I also look at like the people that are around the artists, like their intentions. You know, yeah. What are their intentions like? A lot of them, I think, ride the train of momentum because they know yeah. it's it's going, and then once it kind of goes off the track, then they're just jumping off into the next, you know, the next car, the next train. They don't really care about like, yo, you need to chill, you need to sit down. Yeah. One of the things I always say is like, a lot of these are, it's, it's so important for one to keep like, to keep a, a tight circle of people that you trust that are gonna be there on fucking holidays with your family or whatever that don't have anything to do with music. Maybe they work with you in the same industry or something like that, but they have to like know your family and know where you come from and be able to talk to you on a human to human level yeah. as opposed to like, you need to get this shit done by like 12. And uh, there's, 
there's less and less of that. Like some of the people that are around these artists and even on a label level, they just just a fucking check and a write off, you know? You know you know what's crazy about that? So my my thing, like throughout working in music, just because I you know, I've been in situations like that where I've had a team of people around me who didn't didn't have my best interests at all. Like my whole thing has been like Yo, like, if I can make an impact and teach people that you can just do good ethical business and not be a fucking piece of shit Hello. and scam people, like, you can still make it in this industry. Yeah. Oh, you don't yeah. have to do things that way. Yeah. Like, just because it's been done that way in the past and is still done that way, it doesn't mean that you have to do yeah. it that way. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, it's changing that. Like, if I could do anything in my life, like, if I could achieve helping change that yeah, stigma showing, that's in yeah. the music industry and showing people you yep. can do things the right way and still succeed, like, I'll know that I've done something. I agree wholeheartedly. And then just the way that everything is now with, everything is more and more transparent and it's getting more and more transparent on a day-to-day -day basis. Like, you do some dirt, it's, you're gonna, people, somebody's gonna find out. That's a fact. Somebody's gonna find Look out. Tristan Thompson, man. Jesus. <laughs> you can't escape. Oh, Jesus. You can't escape it. <laughs> Yo, he ruined it for a lot of people in America, bro. Yo. Uh, sorry, Tristan. Cat, yo, I'm so sorry, bro, but like, bro, why, bro? Why, like, not, not like, okay, you cheated, all right, whatever, man. Like, this is an old story at this point. Like, people cheat, okay. <laughs> Nah, but word. G, but my G, you waited <laughs> till the third trimester, bro. She literally gave birth today. She just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yo, today. bro, like, like, yo, like that's, yo, that's some savage shit. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, savage the savage in me is just like, wow, wow. Like you just had like, to get like that. that you know, I was like, I was like, I gotta give it to you. That's some savage ass shit. Yeah. Like, that's some horrible, horrible stuff. He but meant that shit. He, re yo, he, he meant Like, that. you really want to show somebody you don't give a fuck Yikes. about their existence? Like, you really just just do some dirty-ass, horrible shit like that and become a social pariah. <laughs> and that would be great. At least Lamar Odom said, I would have to do crack. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Like, I'm harming myself to embarrass you. I'm not just going to be out here. Right, I'd rather do crack. Yo, that's... But I am not... You know what? No, we, <laughs> like, not even, we can't, we can't get too deep in it. Yeah, that's why I can't talk because I'm going to say some shit and people are going to get upset. So. <laughs> Fucking man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. We got deals on the table, man. Oh, man. You can't be talking shit. Yeah, we could pivot out of that. <laughs> 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 Yo, let's, let's leave off uh, on, on a pretty cool note. Fresh Picks playlist. Yeah, so... When I was a good music all day, I used to have a I used to have a segment on Fridays called Fresh Picks Fridays. That's actually probably how it connected with you the first time. Oh, possibly. I think because this is what I was still doing that. Mr. Keys in the building. Um, and basically what that was like every week I would pick five of the best submissions or best like pieces of music that I got in my email, do a write up about each one, um, and then just push it out and have it be. My thing's always been about community, right? Like right. we're all we're all part of the same community, so we should all be supporting each other. So it was always about like artists supporting each other, mm -hmm. and then also me doing whatever I could to support them as well. Um, so I did that for I think I did like fifty five volumes of this, like a, maybe like a full year of it. Right. Oh, damn. Um, and then you know I kind of stopped working with good music all day for some reasons. Um, and then, reasons. you know, Shout after that, <laughs> after that, I, I didn't really have, I didn't have that outlet anymore. And I started working at Genius and I, you know, I, I did other things too. Like I threw shows in Nashville to kind of like bridge that gap and do something more, right. you know, within the community. And then I got here and I was a genius and I started thinking like, yo, like maybe one of the things we lack is, is an opportunity for emerging artists and like giving a platform to emerging artists. And I understand why it's, it's tough to do that. Cause like you know, it doesn't, there's not that many people looking for it, unfortunately. Yeah, and it doesn't pay um, bills. Right. And so, like, you know, I figured with, with my position at Genius, people might take my taste a little bit more seriously. Right. So, mm -hmm. how can I give back to the artists? Because, like, at the end of the day, that's like, you know, I wouldn't even be here. That's the lifeblood yeah. of what right. any of us are Right. Doing. Like, if there wasn't an artist, none of us would be doing this. Right. So, mm -hmm. I just figured, like, you know, what can I do to give back? Um, and then, you know, I, I understand as a manager how tough spotify playlisting is um mm -hmm. so i figured like let me start a playlist let me see if people want it. i started doing like polls and shit to see if people would even like want right. to want a playlist right. and it was a pretty overwhelming response honestly like i started tweeting like send me music and like literally my twitter would just be blowing up all fucking day with links and i was like fuck it let me like formalize set something somewhat. up yeah, yeah so I, I set up a spotify playlist um and it's the same kind of thing like i go through submissions i listen to every single one of them 
Um, if it's really great, you know, I make a list of it. I come back to it, I listen to it again, decide if it's something I want to put in or something I don't want to put in. Um, but the entire thing is, is really submission-based. Um, there's obviously, you know, artists that I find myself that I think are really great that I put in there too. But for the most part, everything that's in the playlist is generally under like 2,000 plays on Spotify, which is... That's dope. I mean, that's a sweet spot for me, yeah, honestly. Like, I love that. Awesome. I love Diamonds in the rough, man. Right, like I love finding stuff that early and being like, yo, like... You should listen, listen to this. Yeah, listen yeah. to this. Yeah. Like, it's really, really great. Because um, everyone starts somewhere, too. You know what I mean? It, yep. It's like, it's part of the journey. It's like, for me, when I was doing it at Good Music All Day, like, some of the artists that I put on then, like, ended up being fucking huge. Right. Like, one of the craziest ones. This is the craziest one, I think. But nav i was one of the first people to ever really? post about nav nice oh, and to wow. this day i'm one of 92 people like 102 people he follows on twitter still that's dope mm. like we haven't talked that much since but yeah, like yeah. i remember that initial like, like and he, and he remembers that up. as well yeah, yeah and like i remember hitting him the day i heard him on ovo radio for the first time i texted him i was like yo this is fucking crazy like yeah, yeah. you're on ovo radio right now congrats and like you know that's that important. was crazy rex life raj was another one that like i i oh, started talking nice. to like really early on because empire brought him over mm-hmm. um jack harlow who now is like doing crazy shit too like i literally was one of the first people to ever blog his music like i remember getting the submission wow. and him being like yo like it's really tough like people aren't fucking with me because of the way i look and i was like fuck that like you make amazing music like mm-hmm. i'm gonna put it on All right um, and then since then, you know, it's, it's been really cool to kind of keep up with people and see how their careers have grown. But then even in doing this now, it's like the same kind of thing. Like I get to connect with artists who are just starting out and are going to do really amazing things. Um, so for me, it's, it's really just like a passion thing. Like I really love finding new music and sharing it with people and trying to help artists get their music out because it's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. How can people submit to your playlist? So if you go to my social media handles, which is at K-A-Y-V-A-N, md in my bio there are links to submit there you go instagram twitter k-a-y-v-a-n-m-d follow the man i could talk to you all day my man i know this, this is fun for me i love doing yeah. this shit like i like just sitting and talking to just people chopping it up. it's yeah. really fun like yeah. i like seeing where conversations go to it's like just kind of like a, See, a yeah, yeah. this was this was rated pg to me I could have been way worse. See, Trav's out here going left again. All right, folks, we out. <laughs> Kayvon, Trav, B-Keys in the building. Brandon Garcero, oh, AO, peace.